You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 15, Episode 9, titled The Crystal Ball, Episode 200. Is that what this is called? My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by three shimmering co-hosts. First on the podcast, bring it to the runway. Please say... Sasha Valor has never looked so good. <laughs> to Mr. Roberto Mata. Hello, Robert. Good morning, Joe. I didn't realize this was happening today. Did you really not know this was happening today? Um, you don't know Robbie Turner, the Uber oh, Queen? Yes. Sorry. Hello, Robbie Stanford, Stanford, Stanford Frada. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Sweetie. <laughs> Top of yeah. show, y'all are the ones who always read my resume, not me. Well, look, there's a way of doing it, almost like a humble brag. I don't do it at all. No, but you'll be like, um, girl, not her being super erogatory. And I'm like, what? Why is this? I was an SAT tutor and I don't use these words. Like, who's bringing up super erogatory? Well, you speaking know? of you being an SAT tutor, it gagged me that you tried to raise those reading comprehension scores when you misread some of Christian's text this morning. Misread some of Christian's text this morning. Explain. Christian said, I'm leaving the gym. And you said, not Christian saying, I'm ready oh. to go. And now he's going to the gym. I thought he said he was leaving. Look, it's not Check a reading comprehension. No, I believe you. It's not a reading comprehension thing. It's me always wanting to see the worst in Christian. <laughs> does, that, does that make sense? You so, and the audience uh, yeah. collectively. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, speaking of, also from Bring It to the Runway... Please say... Some of your looks have lacked personality. To Miss Christian Leotard Ochoa. Hello, Christian. How are you? Uh, hello, Joseph. My favorite the of mine. It's so mm -hmm. good to see you. And my prima yeah. over here. Berta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Christian. We have a, so first of all, Christian. I, like I said, he, we, were, we were talking about this off the air. Is... Ever since Robert pointed out that you say Leotard, that's all I hear now. I don't. I never noticed it before. And then ever since he's, I've heard the episode a couple of times now. Can you say it now? Can what? Can you say the way a conventional American accent? Leotard. Would say it? Oh my god! <laughs> what do you mean that's how I say it? A leotard. What do you want me to say? A leotard? Okay, that's, that, leotard, yeah. Leotard. Okay, well, first of all, well, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one with a dance background here. Second of all, second of all, second of all, fashion expert, oh my also God. being a dancer. Thank you, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> all right. Uh huh. 
call me Sasha because I I'm lucky to have enrolled in into dance in high school and it saved my life when I was trying to closet my femininity. <laughs> yeah, not you dancing around a Mexican sombrero with your hands behind your back. Is that what you did? She did lip sync battles for Spanish music with the principal, with the high school principal, and what? it was judged. It was a like whole competition in California for Hispanic Youth Leadership Council, and they mm-hmm. gave scholarships to schools, and they would get all these gringo principals to lip sync to a five minute mega mix in Spanish, and we would have backup dancers, like the student members of the club would be backup dancers, and I was in charge of choreography, costume design, dealing with our cunt fucking principal who was horrible <laughs> and I bullied her profusely through it. I think I made her cry one time. That's also why she didn't like me, but I don't care. Her looks mm-hmm. that she was trying to wear were fucking disgusting and I was trying to get put her up in the J-Lo guiche. I even, we even got her a wig. I even got her a wig. I said, honey, your dyke haircut's not gonna cut it here. What? What's glamorous no. and Latina about a dyke haircut? What does this have to a J-Lo and Pitbull mega mix? No. Every... Every 50-plus-year-old Latina woman has the same haircut, and it's the short ear-length bob. I want the record to show. This all started, and this is actually what Christian is a master at this, is if you put Christian in a corner, he is a master at, like, wiggling out of it. Because the real thing was about him not being able to pronounce the word leotard. And... (laughs) He is able to reframe the conversation in a masterful way where you're like, how did this just happen? It's like a lot of like confusion and stunt shows and verbal uh, gaggetry. Girl, I'm always confused too. I never know how we end up here either. You're the one that does here. I know, but I'm not even doing it intentionally though. You're the one that Dirty Dunn did this, girl. Pure instinct. Yeah. Anyway... Taylor's going to be here next week. He's going to be the co-host next week. But before he did, he left a very special message for us. Hey there, RuPaul's Drag Race fans. This is Taylor the Latte Boy, your favorite host of the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Podcast. If you're a diehard fan like me, then you'll definitely want to join our Patreon community. As a member, you'll get early access to our episodes so you can be the first to hear all the latest drag race news and gossip. Our Patreon episodes are also longer, so you'll get even more in-depth analysis and discussion. But wait, there's more. As a Patreon subscriber, you'll also gain access to our Discord community, where you can chat with other fans about Drag Race and many other topics, share your thoughts and opinions, and gain access to the Porn Decor Lounge. Plus, you'll have the opportunity to join us for live shows and bonus content that you won't find anywhere else. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for our Patreon membership today at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia and take your RuPaul's Drag Race obsession to the next level. See you in the Discord. Now, by the way, he, he sent that yesterday, but I'm going to tell you, it, it's not even totally accurate. I've spoken to the mistress of Discord, uh, the dame of Discord, Humble Pie, and we are setting up, it'll be effective by the time you get this episode, a public section of the Discord. So that now there won't be any porn decor lounge. But if you are like, fuck this Patreon shit, but I still want to talk about drag race and not be on Reddit, go to our Discord, Afterthought Media is the name of our Discord channel. I should probably put the name of the server channel and everything. I'll put it in the notes. Look in the show notes, and you can now, as soon as you get this, subscribe to our Discord in a public section and Kiki with Christian and Ramble On with Robert. 
all about RuPaul's Drag Race. But let's get right into it this week. The Queen's photobomb iconic Drag Race moments and serve three looks on the main stage in the Crystal Ball. Sasha Colby is named the winner of the challenge, while Selena S. Titties and Spice are placed in the bottom two. After lip sync battle for their lives, Selena was told, Shantae, you stay, while Spice was asked to sashay away. Ladies, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Let's start... From my with my cousin from another buzzin that makes no sense. Uh, Chris Ochoa. <laughs> so I loved how cute RuPaul looked. I genuinely love when RuPaul does something else. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like he's really enjoying himself, and um, even though I didn't love her performance. It's what we expected. That was kind of a waste of time. Um, but she looked amazing. Um, and I miss her music. I'm a RuPaul music fan, and I miss her music being good. So mm-hmm. lately, mm-hmm. it all just kind of sounds the same, right? Yeah, it's like cake and candy. Candy and cake. And it could be whatever. Next year, it'll be like pussy and penis. Pussy <laughs> and penis. And you'll be like, okay, it's the same. Don't get the bisexuals turned up. It's the same <laughs> fucking dance. I'm gonna. Could, you want me to do that dance right now? Yeah. Please. Oh, I think I could do I could think I can do that dance right now. It's the beauty of having a uh, and by the way, I'm sorry for those of you listening on a podcast. Go to youtube.com. Robert and Christian will describe the dance to you. But I'm going to do RuPaul doing a lip sync. Every lip sync RuPaul does. I'm going to do it right now. All right. Here we go. I'm going to play some music. Here we go. Oh, the Nintendo Direct music. <laughs> She struts, you know, she looks at her cameras, she points at the dancers to the left, points to the, at the dancers to the right, she shakes a little hip, a little bit of a sway, she gives a little bit of open mouth, for sure, teeth, come on teeth, she might flip the hair a little bit, she might give us a little bit of, yep, not too much though. Just back and forth, stepping back and mm-hmm. forth, that's it. Yeah, there you go, that's... <laughs> Go to youtube.com slash drag race recap uh, to see what that what looks like. But I'm like, she can never, never criticize another doll again. Were you talking about yourself or RuPaul? Yes, both. Ooh. <laughs> I would do a dance off. I would do a dance off with RuPaul. 100%. That, that'd be sick. I'd watch that. Yeah. I'd love, yeah. So the other thing I liked, the other thing I liked Honestly, yeah. the teaser for next week of Mistress Calling Lucy out, mm-hmm. bitch, I'm so ready. I love a good, just assertive situation. I love calling a bitch out. I love the honesty. It's giving me Real Housewives. It makes me wish that us three could be on a season together just so we can have those moments with each other and others because it would be the party like isn't it just called bring it to the runway <laughs> yes but i want it televised with more stakes um oh, I but i was living for it and i'm bringing that up mainly because uh, a friend listened to last week's episode of bring it to the runway and they were like mm-hmm. oh my god it sounds like there's just so much tension between you and robert and i was like no i love that bitch I'm like, when has there ever been tension? Right? I'm like, if, I mean, except for that one time that I was like, I can't explain art to you. You are ready, bitch. You, you were, were ready. 
<laughs> but yeah, I anyways, we live to disagree just to agree in the end. Um and then the thing I didn't like about this episode, I feel like when Sasha Colby was having her vulnerable moment on the runway when they were asking her about the House of Colby, I didn't really appreciate how rushed it felt. And it felt like she was having a genuine, authentic moment. And the judges were like, okay, well, that's great that you have that. Um, okay. And then they just kind of like moved on. Do you think that was an editing thing, though, instead of rather an actual real life moment thing? I don't know. That's a great question. Robert, what about you? What, give us your thoughts here. Well, that's a perfect... One thing that I loved um, was the severe, like, tonal whiplash between Anitra crying about her family kicking her out, to Mistress saying, what's your favorite drag race moment, to Mistress talking about Angina revealing herself as HIV positive, to Spice immediately talking about Rebecca, Gla- Rebecca Glasscock coming in in jeans. Like, I just was going... My head was going left and right every which direction, and I love the editors for that. <laughs> well, here's the other thing, too, and I know we get way into the heads of producer moments and stuff like that, but I wonder how much of those moments were fed. I'll tell you why. You're telling me Mistress, her favorite moment was on Gina confessing she was HIV positive? Of all the shady, this is a one shady-ass queen, and that's her favorite moment? And then <laughs> Spice, who I'm not even sure has watched more than three seasons of this show... The moment she brings up is a random-ass moment from season one? That's true. I mean, walking in in jeans is iconic. Yeah, but... I would do it. Yeah. Now, now look. If another queen brought that up, if Lux brought that up, I would have 100% bought... Spice? Who does the most basic shit of all time? Takes the the road most traveled every single time? And then now she's going to go with a Rebecca Glasscock in jeans reference? No. That's a good point. And then... Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, Robert Thotta. Go ahead. This is the Robert Thotta um, moment. I also love that Lucy telegraphed her own demise by wearing that Trixie and Pearl knockoff look (laughs) that said runner-up. Like, why would you give anyone that kind of footage, even if you think you're being clever by playing a character? It was just so funny. It was just so so much uh, shot and fruit. Freud? Shot and whatever. I lived... And then I, what I didn't like was that um, if we're going to celebrate the 200th birthday with bringing out a cake, like don't roll out the nastiest, cheapest Macy's gift wrap presents in the corner type of cake. Like why even bother Landmark? It was such a pitiful pastry. It was terrible. That is so real. And RuPaul's favorite cake is the triple berry cake from where? I don't know, Porto's? You used to live right around the corner from it. Uh, cake? Sweet Lady Jane. Oh, Sweet Lady Jane, is that true? I didn't yes. know this. When did, where did you learn this? I heard him say it on um, his podcast. What's the tea? Mm-hmm. Oh, Sweet Lady Jane is really good. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's what I liked. I love a crazy lip sync. And this was a crazy lip sync. I will say, I mean, both these girls went to their safe spaces it is a horrible song to have these girls lip sync. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask, did you like well, it? No, it has to do with like, yes, Lil Nas is a gay icon and all that jazz, right? But I would say often, especially in this song, there's a masculine energy behind Lil Nas. And then how do you do that to a song? And so I don't think they knew what to do with the song. Great point. And not to get back into our producer hat, but could it have been for that reason so they can pick 
okay, well, you know, this is a tough song, really. They're probably going to be a little more on the even side. And we can, in the edit, justify whoever goes home. I legitimately, maybe. I legitimately Because honestly, thought, there are yeah. other Lil Nas X songs that I can see them fucking it up to. Like Montero. Mm-hmm. Out of all of them, like, why wouldn't you do that one? Robert, answer this question. I would just think that there would be, quite honestly, I know that Lil Nas, Lil Nas X is a gay icon, but I, for the 200th episode, they should have had a much more momentous song. Yeah, so, like some a tent pole that really pulls the girls together. Yeah, like bring back "I Will Survive." Remember, the really? remember that? Really? Yeah, or something like that. Or like, Let yeah. us see it. Honestly, I keep forgetting that it was the 200th episode, even though they kept nailing that on the head because it was not memorable, really. So you guys are bringing up great points. The other thing too is, I think this was a great episode for MIB. Mistress Isabel Brooks was in her wheelhouse, really good, really funny, and I feel she's going to bring it next week with whatever fight she has with Lucy. The thing I didn't like, I, every week this Fakakta Lucy Laduca is getting more and more on my fucking nerves. And we need to get her out. Like, the fact that she's still there and Spice is not. I watched Untucked and somebody asked me this. I don't think she really, someone was saying, like, you know, the fact that she wasn't in the top this week. Was she mad? I don't think she ever really brought it up. I don't know if you guys watched Untucked. I, or maybe it I did. I did watch Untucked because I was hoping I was going to get some of that beef, Lita. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it was kind of boring. Yeah, it really kind of was. Like, it always is. All right, let's move on. The next day, Spice reannounces her top era and Mistress vows to be more congenial. Next, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. The queens will get into quick drag and photobomb iconic moments in drag race herstory. Anitra strikes the fiercest pose. And wins the mini challenge. Oh, Robert, Robert Mata. Josita. I stand Robert Mata. And by stand, I mean he's always mentioned it's a Stanford. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love how we didn't even plan this. Like, yeah. I'm just so about tormenting. Wait, I didn't even it. see it coming. We didn't plan for this. Planford. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> My thoughts on the mini challenge, perhaps? Yeah. yeah. I thought that they started great by choosing Laganja's entrance as a truly iconic moment that the girls can rally mm-hmm. around. And then they just went for the most random shit that's ever been caught on camera. Who the fuck remembers Serena Chacha being underwater? Although I do remember Paul saying that he could see her seafood platter. But that's not yeah. like the most evocative of drag race moments. Who remembers Morgan McMichaels popping a pinball out her pussy a la Queen of a Desert? The second time, because she did it the first time on All Stars, but that's not the camera footage they used. Yeah. I, I just, it was just bad choices of most iconic moments to photobomb. Like, why didn't you get someone photobombing while Willem was puking off the stage? Yeah. Or Akasha was doing her little fall and spin. Like, mm-hmm. this group is for my girls. Good shit. Yeah. Or was like Mimi thought. carrying India. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or like Sasha with the rope. I mean, there are so many ones you could have done. You know, yeah, it's a very good point. Christian, do you have any thoughts on this whole section here? I completely agree with Robert. Also, um, I think some of the angles were hard. I'm like, how the fuck are you supposed to really win this, right? Like, this challenge. Because, for example, the Serena Chacha thing, you're so limited to where you could go, right? Um, And it was very clear that they were telling them kind of how to pose. So then I... 
didn't love that because when Lux was doing the kicking gesture for when um, Ornacea and Vivacious were landing in the pit, I was like, what else is she supposed to do? Is she supposed to jump with her? Like, that would have been more fun. I don't know. So they did choose difficult moments, too. They weren't even that iconic, but then they also made it difficult for the girls to execute the challenge. All right. Uh, But it was a fun challenge. It was, but it's one, I I will say, it's one of those challenges that I think suffered in the 60-minute edit. A hundred percent. Not that I could have seen more, but maybe more of the what we're trying to do here kind of thing. But again, but like Robert was saying, I don't, a lot, the moments they chose for this, the moments they chose for the, um, the elimination day discussion, it was a really weird choice of moment. Right. And if they had the longer edit, I would have loved to revisit the moments that they did choose for the mini challenge because they were funny. But if they gave us more context or if we listened to what the queens thought when they first saw that or where were you when you were watching season six or something, you know? I wish they were really edgy. Like? Nor putting the angina HIV moment there. And then you have to pose with your photo. Oh, my God. (laughs) Posing with... No, I'm not even going to say the most... (laughs) Or how about when Monica Beverly Hills, too? Remember when she broke down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and like putting those moments in. Thank you. It really gags me narratively that Monica Beverly Hills came out as trans on the stage, and RuPaul said, "Great, you're in the bottom two, and I want you to lip sync to Only Girl in the World." Like well, what? Then they did the thing that they would they do in the show a lot was they would save her that episode and then just kick her out the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You get to, thank you for that. We're gonna keep yeah. you for one more episode. Now, I really don't have a lot of thoughts. Here's what I have. Marsha comes in because they didn't have an after the elimination because uh, they already kind of did that last week. So we open up on next day and Marsha comes in and she says something, you know, she goes immediately to sort of mourning or talking about the elimination of Jax, which, okay, sure, whatever. But the first thing she says is like, it's a new day in the workroom and I'm coming in in a good mood because, you know, I won on my first lip sync. I won the first lip sync and I was like, I know. No, first of all, I was against Malaysia, and Malaysia thought you were weak. That's why she chose you. I don't know if it's quite. It's no going to Stanford, is what I'm trying to say. Oh like, my I don't God. know why you're <laughs> bragging about this. Yeah, no one thinks, no one finds her a threat. Which I would yeah. be very insulted if I were her because she does have a, an impressive resume, like Robert. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's so. Yeah, I would feel like she should kind of not to dictate her mood, but like, girl, like put a little fire under her ass or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it made me remember that she doesn't have any accolades yet. I don't even know that she's won a mini challenge. Oh, true. You know what Robert called me a couple weeks ago? Hey, Simpletons. And you you know, he goes, you know who my favorite drag race person is? And I go, who? He goes, the guy that writes the music. And I, I didn't get, <laughs> I didn't get what that meant for like a long time. And then I was driving, and I was like, oh, so obvious. Anyway, for this week's maxi. <laughs> Are you going to explain that, Josina? I know. I, like, I so don't yeah, understand was, where you were that going. Was, that was all built up, no punchline. Robert, explain it for everybody. I sometimes like to do, like, it's like jazz. It's the notes you don't play. It's for the people who get it, they get it. 
That's so real, I gotta say. But I didn't know that you had heard my internal monologue about how much I cannot stand that. Uh, what's his fucking name? Reese? The music guy? Yeah. No, Leland. Leland. Oh, oh, I see where you're taking that. Thank you, Joe. No. I don't get it. It's for the girls who know and got a near-perfect SAT score. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you went to Stanford, you know. But 100%, actually. That's not a... That's, it's 100%. Oh, God. Wikipedia, people. All right. Uh, all right. For this week... It's a, it's a long way to go for a, a small payoff, though. I'll say that. Oh. That's what the men in Columbia said. Now, let me tell you this. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. For this week's maxi challenge, get ready for a crystal ball. The queens will serve three looks on the runway. Uh, the first one is start your engines, an update of Rue's classic racing suit. Second is my favorite ball, a new take on former season's ball theme, or apparently just two or three seasons of balls. And then finally, crystallized eleganza, an original look made in the workroom dripping with crystals. Uh, in the workroom, the girls scramble to gather crystal materials. Sasha gets to work sewing appliques, and Anitra channels Kennedy's iconic chicken look. Um, take, was that a chicken look or a rooster? More cock. It de- yeah, definitely. Yeah. Note to Joe in the future, please pull that clip of Robert saying that. Thank you. Um <laughs> All right, next, Rue brings style icon Carson Cressley along for this week's table visits. Carson urges Spice to change up her silhouette, and Mistress wants to be known as the big girl with fashion. Selena is told her concept is a little too busy, and Rue challenges Selena to overcome her inner saboteur. Back in the workroom, the girls rib Lucy for her safe placement meltdown. Let's start with the queen of the universe, season two, Miss Christian Ochoa. (laughs) Oh my god, Im- imagine if I could sing. I'd be the most obnoxious fucking bitch. Well, you already are. You can't I sing. I know, so imagine. Okay. But we learned you can dance. I can't dance. All right, go ahead, go ahead. So, living for them calling this bitch out. Who? I live for that shit. <laughs> yeah, who? Who are you talking about? <laughs> are you talking about? Are we talking <laughs> about Lucy's, Laduca, Dakula's meltdown? Yeah, well, we, you, there's a bunch. You can talk about that. The workroom in general. Yeah, in general. But you can go ahead. Go with that. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I, I love it when they do that. And honestly, I did realize, like, damn, they're really giving her a hateable edit. Like, I, I kind of do feel bad for her because I'm like, no one likes her. Like, they're showing that no one in the room likes her. They're showing that clearly the editors don't like her. The producers don't like her. It's so, it's kind of, I feel bad for her, but at the same time I am enjoying it. So that's kind of like what I liked about the workroom. And then, yeah, it was very, uh, I don't really like this chaos of, um, it felt very, very erratic. I'm going to stop you there for a second, Christian. Because I don't think Lucy even helps herself. I pulled a clip here. This is Lucy in a confessional. She sounds like a villain. I mean, she just makes herself sound like a villain. Listen to this. I've been waiting for this since I've gotten here because I love to sew my own costumes. And it's my job now to show these people that I am the one to beat. What? I think she thinks she's self-aware. I know. I think she thinks she does. But it's like, first of all, we're in episode nine. Two, 
I, I, I guess I can't, Robert, help me here. I, I, I'm really wrapping, trying to wrap my brain around this. Why, why does she need to do this? What, why does she rage. need to show this? Yeah. Oh, she, look she, at Robert she coming is the Velvet with the Rage Velvet. down. You know what, Robert? She is the Velvet Rage. Oh it's my her. God. It personified. She needs to change her drag name stat. Yeah, she needs to change her name to Velvet Rage. Oh my God, you're right. She is the Velvet Rage. Let's explain what that is for the people who might not know the book. Christian. Yeah, Christian. I have it in that fucking closet right behind me, bitch. Let us see. Tell us, tell us a Okay, well, tell us about it since you have it in the closet and you read it. Oh my God, who (laughs) said I read it? I just said I own it. (laughs) (laughs) Robert, explain to the people what you mean. The central thesis of the Velvet Rage is that most gay men, and yes, its lens is narrow upon like white, cisgendered American gay men, have experienced a lifetime of shame, and that shame has been internalized so deeply that that's why so many gays are desperate to be successful and gain validation through external factors and validation. High achievers and... I said validation twice, but yes. And, like, wearing the best clothes. Like, I don't know, doing something stupid, like going to Stanford. Is that? Do you feel like that's that was your Velvet Rage moment? Well, my vel- I just wanted to get the fuck out of Modesto. It didn't matter where. Yeah, but you even said, not to, uh, not to just belabor the point here, but you even said at one point that you um, were, like, the president of your class and everything. And, like, you were... Because wasn't he, like, high-achieving Christian in yeah, school? Yeah, he bullied me in school. <gasps> he was... No, yeah, I did not. He, just kidding. Just in that one interview. <laughs> but it was totally warranted because I was being a bitch to you first. Um, no, but but hold on here. Let's end No, he was the announcement Wait, hold voice. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. People don't know what you're talking about. So in a previous episode of Bring It to the Runway... Uh, they told a story about how Christian had to go for something for student council or something like that. And Robert was the president? Yeah, yeah I was the okay. class president. And he, Robert and the school administrator that was involved, the, the sort of liaison, were sort of Christian felt that they were kind of hard on him, right? And I think, Robert, you agreed <laughs> you guys were hard on him, right? Well, yeah, he read me at first okay. and I read him back. Let me, oh, he read you first. I was going to ask, do you think because Christian is such a fucking gay boy that you knew internally that you were, that you were trying to distance yourself from him? Oh, yeah, but that's not even internal psych 101. We all know that shit's like obvious for all the girls to see. No gay wants to, no gay who wants to remain in the closet is going to make friends with a flamboyant little fag boy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I was friends with several of them. Well, friends is a strong word. We we only had like five or six in the whole school that were out. And no, I wasn't friends with none of them. Christian, be honest. How many of them did you sleep with? None. Ew. None. Nobody. It took... (laughs) I didn't even realize I was sexually interested in men until I moved out of Modesto. Honestly. Because there was just no men to see. Also, Robert was a high achiever. He was the announcer every morning in school. Christian, can you give us an announcement? Welcome to the daily announcement, Simpleton. <laughs> My name is Robert Mata, and I'm here with. Da, 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 da. Uh, it literally yeah. sounds like the recording. It sounds like the AI recording a little bit. Yeah, did- I wasn't microphone trained. They just gave me the fucking phone and told me to talk. Would you tell jokes or anything? No, but I did ask my senior prom date out on the. Um, intercom, which what did I realized he say? caused an un- <laughs> undue amount of pressure on her. Oh, sorry, Rachel. 
Oh, yeah. And I remember in my classroom when it happened, everybody was like, isn't he gay? (laughs) (laughs) So? Yeah. I think I was in AP site with, like, hella people from your class. Not them nerds. All right, Robert, do you have any thoughts on these moments? Other than we, we, I know we, we just oh, went yeah, from yeah, Christian yeah. and stuff like that. But. Mm-hmm. My main thought was the show, RuPaul says, guess what, everyone? We have a main guest coming. And the, all the anticipation swelled. And then fucking Carson Kressley walks through the door in his usual, let's take the yacht out on a mid-spring day ensemble. <laughs> yeah. And like, and then he makes the, I think he's self-aware type of joke. Where he's like, yes, it's just me. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? Ugh, it is just him. For the 200th episode, our guest in the workroom is Carson Kressley, who's yeah. been on the show for almost 10 years and has given us absolute nooch except low-hanging sex jokes. I just I just need the show to try harder. I felt like he was being a little bit more, like, was giving more concrete feedback for once. Yeah, I was actually thinking he should, like, I think RuPaul is done doing these uh, table visits, right? I think it needs to be Ross or Carson. Yeah, because uh, I think yeah, I think I agree with Christian. I think he was giving real feedback, like for once. Well, for two hundredth episode, I would have loved the cameo from like Bibi Zahara Benet or Merle Ginsburg, so- something historical. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh my god, I want Merle back so fucking bad. I love Merle. First of all, I felt bad they were calling out Spice the way they did. But I wasn't here. I was here for it, though. <laughs> it oh, same. was kind of true. Just like I felt bad for Lucy, I also felt bad for Spice. Because even mm-hmm. on, I mean, I'm, we're getting ahead. But, girl, the way that they were berating her in the workroom and then on the runway to her face, straight up. What did, what was that fucked up comment that they just, I, it just slipped my mind. We'll come back to it when we get to the runway. Also, this Selena, who knew she was such a fucking crybaby? I have that in my notes. Also, why is this bitch crying every single episode? She needs to change her name to Chiona as titties. Seriously. <laughs> By the way, because I probably will forget to bring this up during, uh, and since we're talking about Selena, I'll probably forget to bring this up when we talk about the looks. Once again, um, this bitch, showing she's not from Southern California... She goes, uh, yeah, I'm going to be going down the PCH. I'm like, no one from Los Angeles says the PCH. The PCH to the Emmys. How the fuck is the PCH getting you to the Emmys? It's not. It's getting you to Oxnard, baby. And a real LA bitch. So I avoid that shit. I don't even remember the last time I was on the PCH. (laughs) We can't go now. It's it's probably underwater. The PCH mama. Yeah. I mean, I love how we're making fun of that, but then we say the 405 and the 5 and the 10. Right. Yeah. Well, we would just call it the 1. Yes. We True. We would say the 1. Yep. But we wouldn't say the PCH. Yeah. And the it's, un- but it's all, let's let the listeners know that it's uncommon for us to even get on it. It's like when people talk about San Francisco and call it San Fran. Again. Yeah. That's what Robert said, by the way, in Colombia. <laughs> It's Elimination Day, and the queens get ready for the runway. Uh, Anitra shares a painful memory involving her mother, and the queens share their favorite moments from Drag Race history. Let's start with um, our very own cardinal. If I'm the Pope, Robert's the cardinal. Roberto Mata. In which chapel? The 13th chapel or the 18th chapel? No, no, no. Robert, do you know this story? I don't. I was out with Christian and Jessica and Gabe. Okay, Jessica and Gabe are... 
Jessica is Christian's roommate and Gabe is their friend. And we were out getting tacos. And I don't know why this came up, but Christian and Jessica, legit, not being funny, Robert, say, why is it called the 16th chapel? Like, where are the other chapels? Like, where are the 1 through 15? And, <laughs> and I think Joe thought we were being funny because he's like, oh, yeah, because there's a 13th chapel. And then, and then Gabe and Joe start being like, oh, yeah, the 18th chapel, whatever. And then we're like, no, but like, what are the other famous ones? Why is it only the why is the sixteenth the famous one? You're on your you're on your Final Fantasy bullshit, girl. Anyway, Robert Mata, go ahead. Um, Elimination Day, it was. Yeah. Uh, I wait. Did you just pull a Yoda? I, I that's how I think. Did you hear him, Christian? I go, Robert. It's you. He goes, Elimination Day, it was. <laughs> I was asking. It hey, was an inquisitive statement. George yeah. Lucas is from Modesto, so oh, we have that. There you and, go. and so mm-hmm. is Derek Barry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, hold up. Back the fuck up. If you're the Pope and Robert's the Cardinal, what the fuck am I? The altar, altar boy. boy. Anyways, um, Elimination Day, I really actually did feel for Anitra's story. It's not often that a tearjerker story actually does pull me in like that. And she's so soulful, and I that was really quite something. I feel for her yeah. boots. I am shook. I am shook. I already had an argument with Robert Mata in my head this morning about what he was going to say about this moment, and I was going to defend her. And the fact that she just pulled the old Stanford <laughs> switch and, like, oh, pulled the co- <laughs> and I- pulled... <laughs> Listeners, please watch Joe's reaction on YouTube. Yeah. It was the most. I was like, "Is this bitch okay? Is his heart yeah. exploding?" Yeah, <laughs> Josito. Yeah, I was. Cause I literally had a whole. I'm like, I, I even. I didn't do it, but I was like, I'm gonna go home and I write a whole fucking response. So I'm already like thought it out when Robert goes here and talks about how he hates when fucking bitches tell the same fucking same old story, and then this fucking bitch surprises me. So you agree? I agree with you. The the only thing I didn't love, again, they didn't really give us a little bit more room to breathe and mm-hmm. digest that moment, you know, um, because it was impactful. It was very, it was well, that's what broke fast. the tension immediately. Like, mm-hmm. just no time to actually swim in that. Well, here's the other thing, too. And this is how you know it was an organic. I think it was so funny about this moment. I think it started inorganically and then turned organic in that it was like. Anitra, was like, Anitra clearly being fed a line was like, any of you have any gay siblings? Which I'm like, yeah. why is anybody saying that? But then it turned into Spice a... Spice really, looks up. Yeah. She's like, um, <laughs> I guess. It tur- you know it turned into a real moment. You know she was really crying because that Selena... I pulled the clip, but you couldn't really hear that well. She lost her fucking accent and fake-ass voice so fast. Like, it was... You know, Robert actually told us about that clip, and I went and found it. I should have played it. But... That voice came back out. So Robert told us about a clip of Selena that you can go find when she's a baby drag queen. And she has zero accent whatsoever. And then she, in this moment, has no accent. And I'm like, oh, see, that's the real voice. And this is how we knew this was a genuine moment. Christian, do you have any thoughts on this Illumination Day? Um, I didn't love how clear the writing was on the wall. You know? You want to elaborate? Like, we could clearly tell what the, like, in sense of, like, Spice going home and Selena being in the bottom. You know? Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Very good. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the looks, which we are all set up for right here on Bring It to the Runway. Oh, before we do, though, um, let me see. I have all my different little recordings here. Let's do Christian. Since you're here, Christian, why don't we do Christian talking about YouTube? Hello, Drag Race fans. It's me, Christian Ochoa, your favorite Afterthought host. If you love our RuPaul's Drag Race Recap podcast, you'll want to check... Oh, wait. I want to interrupt this, everybody. We're doing something new this week. And by the time you get this, it won't matter. But for the following weeks, we're not going live on YouTube anymore. Now the show, the episode just drops YouTube premiere uh, at 5 p.m. Pacific every Saturday. So subscribe, smash that notification button. And during the break, Christian and Robert and I, we're going to take a picture for the cover. We go like this, like we're holding something we're like, because I think that gets a lot of like hits on YouTube when people do that. Uh, and so just know that. So the show drops now uh, at 5 p.m. every Saturday on YouTube slash youtube.com slash drag race repack or back to christian sorry christian i interrupted you got our youtube channel where you'll get all the latest live recordings of our show as well as access to past live recordings it's the perfect place to relive all the drama comedy and fabulousness of drag race and get the inside scoop from your favorite hosts and the best way to make sure you never miss a live recording simply subscribe to our channel at youtube.com slash drag race recap and you'll be notified every time we go live so join the party and let's recap Drag Race together. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right, I got to get something off my chest. By the time I finish watching RuPaul's Drag Race two times, recording two different shows about it, and spending my entire week around rupaul's drag race the last thing i want to do is listen to other podcasts about rupaul's drag race but people are constantly saying do you listen to this podcast or that podcast and i'll be honest with you i don't because i barely have time to record the one that i do and i this 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 sits on me on my chest so i have to get it off my chest because i'm like is this hindering my growth as a creator so I'm glad I told you guys this so you guys can stop recommending shows or asking me if I listen to Race Chaser or Sibling Rivalry. We all carry around different stressors, by the way. Big, small, serious, silly. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. Can you imagine if I went to therapy with this? And to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited tremendously from therapy, tremendously. And it's a way for me to work out different problems that I've had. And I've shared those problems with you before. If you have stressors in your life, you need to talk them out. That's how you release the toxicity is by talking it out. And therapy can help do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. When they designed it, they designed it to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist. And by the way, if you don't like your therapist, you can just switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. 
H-E-L-P dot com slash drag race. We are back. Uh, we are back right here on uh, Bring It to the Runway, essentially, the Bring It to the Runway portion of the show. And what we're going to do right now is we are going to discuss uh, the looks, and we're going to do it by category. By category. And just and this is not a shade or retard to anybody, because I know how we are. And so I'm going to put a 10-minute timer per category. Okay, and I'll watch it, and we'll monitor it. Uh, but let me open up this first category, Mama. And we're going to talk about the looks one by one. Special thanks, by the way, to JTP for helping me get these looks. Uh, the first one, now the category is um, the one about Ru- the RuPaul racing. Start your Up, engines. The mm-hmm, racing suit Updating one. the classic. Mm-hmm. The classic. Racer. The classic racer outfit. All right. suit. The first one we have here is Mistress Isabel Brooks. Uh, Christian, let's start with you. What is she wearing? She's wearing a red uh, vinyl stretch catsuit with a white vinyl panel on the right and left side. And she said she is wearing all big girls past sayings have been um, ironed onto this catsuit. Um, I think she looks very polished. She always looks very put together and that really helps this. Her body looks great, but it's a little too safe for me and a little too on the nose. And I don't care for all the catchphrases being put on there. I think it's just kind of random. I'm really liking who the fuck is Heather on there. Uh, Roberto Mata. (laughs) I know you love the color, but what else do you love? That's not even Stanford red. That's cherry red. I I just say I know you like the color. No one brought up Stanford. Well, I don't know why you're going oh there. God, you think you're Robert. so fucking Robert, sly. Shit, like not everything revolves <laughs> around Stanford. <laughs> and pine trees. All right, yeah. I, I do love pine trees, but um, usually I hate words on the runway. Like it's always such a miss. But I think this was a really cute example of how to do it. I. Really appreciated the homage to all the big girls. Like there was, I think on her side, she had ew. Oh, and really? There's just, yeah, there's so many other ones. Um, so I thought it was a fun way to uh, coalesce this with the 200th episode theme. All right. Very good. Christian, did you get all your thoughts out? Mm-hmm. All right. Next, we have uh, Spice here. Robert, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, what you thought? Tell us about Spice's look. And oh, by the way, everyone listening, I have to really push. For you to go to YouTube. We have the looks as a reference here. We're going to do our best to describe them. But I would really, even if you want to just jump to this moment uh, in the YouTube channel, I, I would highly recommend doing it. I think it's a, a lot more helpful to w- hear them l- talk about the looks as you watch them as well. But go on to describe what Spice is wearing there, Robert. Um, Spice is wearing the exact same fabric that Mistress Isabel Brooks wore as thigh-high tights i guess i don't Let's know be honest with the you. same the, the same chunky probably heel. one of the legs of the tights <laughs> oh god really you said that you saw that uh she has a checker motif on her heels the bottom of her skirt and a flag that she's holding that for no reason says ding other than the fact that she is a ding and her visor 
Um, Baby, the boys want to know where it's at. That's why she's holding the flag. Is that a thing? Like, I'm not a TikToker. Does she say that all the time? I I didn't catch what that was except for a stupid-ass confessional. That, she also that was wrote it. it. She wrote it on the mirror too. I wonder if this was like a work that puss situation where she was trying to make it a thing, but we didn't really mm. see it. You a know? jump out of the car moment. Jump out of the yeah. Every for, okay for those references. Work that puss is Jaden Dior fierce. That was like her uh, attempt attempted at a catchphrase that they kind of fucked her over on because she never said it really on the show that we saw. And then uh, the jump in a car, jump out is um, Fifi. That was like her thing. I never got that either. Um, Christian, did you talk about this look yet? I actually liked it. It was one of my favorites for this category because it is an update. For one, it's not a racer suit. It's a dress. Um, And I liked that she paid a lot of attention to the details. For one, the boots are really sick. Um, Even though I can definitely see how she concocted these, they are still very effective. The flag was a cute moment. um, And I liked the visor. I see it. I see the fantasy. Um, The color story kind of reminds me of Charlie's Angels when Cameron Diaz was in in the racer. pursuit that would have been my reference if i was to do this runway but i like the hair i like her in this hair color it's cute she looks cute all right very good next we have lux noir london do you want to give us your thoughts on this look christian ochoa quickly lux is wearing a two-piece hot pink uh deconstructed race racer jacket and then she made it into a skirt with a thigh high white lace-up patent leather pleasers i did not really like this but i like the hair um and i love the colors on her and the flag was dope i was in color guard um so i can appreciate a good flag twirl i only did it for one season it was very embarrassing, i said quickly girl stop talking um, about anyways yourself. but i just didn't like how I liked how she sold it, but I did not like the actual garments. They were not good. All right, Robert. Uh, the only thing I really noticed about this look was that she wore those exact boots last week. So the girl's the getting her money's worth. Pleasers? Yeah, however, whatever order of patent leather pleaser and boots you want to call them, that's a common trend. I think this is probably my least favorite Lux look that she's worn, unfortunately. I agree. All right, very good. Next, we have Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Robert, give us a tea on her. So she is wearing a bunch of shit. The patent white leather pleaser boots. She's wearing a... Multicolor pastel rainbow palette. She said it was Rainbow Road, and it really turned me up because as a Mario Kart Double Dash Rainbow World road world champion of 2006, I don't see how the fuck this is Rainbow Road with this happy Easter ass palette. Keep it. But the wig was sick. So thanks for that. And this is the best she's ever looked. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Christian, what what do you think here? You don't think this is the best she's ever looked on the show so far? When has she looked better than this? Uh, Anyways, the wig, everything. It was giving me Farrah Fawcett fantasy. Great movement. I do like the color palette, but I agree with Robert. It wasn't the reference that she was saying it was. But I think this is the best she's ever looked. I thought she looked really pretty. This was one of my favorites for this category. Oh. All right, very good. Well, yeah, very good. You didn't end this. Thank you, Robert. (laughs) It's, it's, Robert picked up on a tick that I noticed about myself. 
<laughs> very good. I almost said very good. But um, Christian, didn't end, Christian didn't end the sentence the way you end a sentence. He was like, he ended on an up note rather than a down note. So I didn't know he was done. All right, very I good. I love speech therapy. <laughs> yeah. That's what we call. That's what we should rename the show Spe- speech therapy. All right. Uh, <laughs> next, we have oh Selena S. Titties. Uh, Christian, why don't you tell us? Now, I want you to know we have three minutes exactly left. Uh, so it's a baby blue and black and white vinyl striped, ba- oversized, more. Um, not like the racer suit it's the one where the mechanics wear like that coverall there we go baggy so um i like the color choices i like the hair i thought she looked really good and polished but i don't i actually don't love the fit of this it's not as effective maybe if you wanted to give us a baggier pant i would have need more structure on the top the proportions are kind of throwing me off all right very good robert she wanted to say that the bagginess was a part of what she was going for, right. but I think she was clearly just coming up with an excuse, which reminded me of like in season four when Latrice's clothes weren't fitting because she was losing so much weight because production was malnourishing them. So maybe that's the case here. Maybe she's spending all her fucking time crying. She doesn't have any more weight going on. <laughs> so it's not her fault is what I'm saying. I think, yeah. I hope, I pray. <laughs> Good point. All right, next we have, all right, Malaysia Baby Doll Fox. Uh, Robert, why don't you give us what she's wearing here? A baby pink bodysuit with an executive belt in silver wrapped around the middle uh, holding a helmet. I thought that it was a good look, but completely nondescript, which is what Malaysia gives every time. All right, Christian? I completely agree, but I did like, I think she looks great, though. That being said, the wig was giving me like Nicki Minaj back in the day, the Pink Friday, the yes. super bass moment. I think uh-huh. she looks gorgeous. This color looks so great on her. Um, she knows her body, and she was giving me a little bit of Judy Judson here. She's cute. I, I, it was giving me a retro feel, and I liked it. All right, very, but good. very safe, very the, safe. That we have a said. minute to do uh, three people. Next, we have Lucy Laduca. Um, <laughs> Christian, want to tell us what she's wearing here? I loved it. It was one of the ones that stood out the most. Uh, her body looks great. She definitely looks like a superhero, like a character for sure. Yeah, she's wearing some sort it. of like uh, she has. First of all, she has a hard on, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> some sort of like racing suit, pink, purple, silver thing. Robert, what are your thoughts? I hated it. This is the perfect example of how things can be cutesy without being cute. All right. And that foam pony was... We have 30 seconds here for uh, two more. Here we go. Sasha Colby, Robert. I... Sorry, go. She said, Robert, girl, this is when you have to work at the pit stop at 11, but then host the BAFTAs at 12. Very... (laughs) Sasha Colby did the thing. Uh, And I wasn't sure if I liked it, but looking at it now, I do. Christian, go. I actually don't like it. Um, oh. I think it looks cheap. I don't think it looks that elegant. I don't love that she made it a bandeau crop top on top with the long sleeves. I wish it was one full gown. All right. Finally, Anitra. She's wearing a green jumpsuit. I mean, Kill Bill moment. Okay. All I'm going to let you do is give like a tutor boot. That's it. Robert, tutor boot. To- weed in her heart. Slayed me. Christian Booth. Love the styling. She always looks good, but the jumpsuit is so basic. (laughs) It looks like a costume out of the bag. All right. Very good. That's the first look. Now we're going to go to the second look, which the second look was like your favorite ball or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, which means, which now we know the girls have only watched the most recent three or four seasons. And I want to ask you too, what ball would you have chosen? 
The glitter ball. Oh, really? I think oh, I, think I it's forgot the easy, about her. I think it's the easiest one to look good, which the final challenge very much proved. Although I guess the redundancy would have been a bit tired. Mm. Hmm. I think I would have done the book ball. That was a good one. That I was like, like that the, one. That was the eight. best ball. Yeah. And no Joe one did. The, no one did tutors. the book ball. Yeah. I like the book ball. I I liked the dog ball. I actually liked it a lot. The bitch ball. The bitch ball. I would have done the bitch ball. I think or the um candy ball. I do love the candy ball. Hated the way it was referenced though. What did they call the season nine one? That was pride. Was it just the pride the ball? Pride float. The, no, they did. Um, no, it was it was really controversial. And they the village it, people. Yeah, they call it the prep ball. It was people got really mad. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Oh, you're talking about with peppermint and yes. Sasha. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Very good. Now we have the next ball, which I, again, I, I think we have. I think I have the names here. Uh, I think the official name was my favorite ball. My favorite ball is the official name. Okay, I'm going to start the timer again. Here we go. Uh, First up, we have Mistress Isabel Brooks. Christian, why don't you go ahead and describe the look for us? Mistress Isabel Brooks, shut it the fuck down. She served in this Club Kid-inspired vinyl beach ball look in all the beach ball primary colors. It's very whimsical. I loved it. Gorgeous silhouette. Loved that she used the balls for titties. I think that's the part that was the cherry on top. All right, Robert. Um, I appreciated the face kini. I appreciated the concept. I didn't understand why the green paneling on her leg and arm are lime green, while the other panels have typical Kelly green, but green's my favorite color, so that's why I noticed that shit. Um, And the anal bead hair is probably something we've seen a lot, but I thought it was good. All right, very good. Next, we have Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Robert, why don't you go ahead and tell us about this? She looks like... Little House on the Prairie, Go Churn Your Butter, and Sarah Plain and Tall all mixed into one. I was not vibing with the peach-colored miniskirt and a corset with ruffled sleeves. And for some reason, she is holding bags on a stick. So she's referencing the bag ball, and she said it's a full burlap cottage core situation and she said this is what milkmaids would look like at fashion week i think not because cottage core is definitely a trend um and this is just not it it was safe i thought she looked pretty but boring all right very good next we have malaysia baby doll fox christian let's start with you I love the hairball. Kim Chi won this uh, her season. And yeah, she she's giving that. us this. Cr- huh? Yara Sophia won the hairball. Oh, and Yara Sophia. But oh, you're right. Kim Chi. That was Redid her category. it on the 100th episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, love the, the ball reference. Cruella DeVille fantasy. I thought she looked really good. This was one of my favorites for okay. this category. Roberto Mata. I thought she was doing the bitch ball. So I was expect because of the Corilla Deville uh, monotone mm-hmm. look. But, no, I think it's because um, Sharon Needles gave us that. Uh, it, I mean, it, it looks more like dog hair of any than human hair. I don't know what kind of hair Malaysia used to compile this look. Um, I liked it, but again, it doesn't have much character. Strangely. Why does Malaysia lack character? You're right. She has a big personality, but it never comes through in her drag, really. 
more like Malay's, uh, right? Are you, uh, right with you? Are you with me there, Robert? Uh, Malay's? <laughs> I don't know. Next, moving on. <laughs> I liked it. Next, we have Spice. Robert, tell us about Spice. Uh, Spice is in a black and purple and lavender, uh, seems like 80s fitness-inspired bodysuit with the leg warmers and random cutouts. I hated it. I did not understand why she decided to go for this type of look for the ball, the ball ball. Not it for me. I want to go back to this malaise joke I made. I Are you talking about illnesses? A general feeling of discomfort, illness, or uneasiness whose exact cause is difficult to identify. Yeah, but that's a better name for, instead of Malaysia baby doll fox, she's Malay's uh, baby doll fox. I'm going to stick by it. that joke. I'm going to stick by that joke the same way I was in San Francisco, and I ordered an Uber, and I was with two friends of mine, right? And a Chevy Volt, a fat guy in a Chevy Volt picked us up in the uber right and we were going up one of those steep san francisco hills and the car was struggling and i said i think the car is going to change its name to revolt and no one laughed and i thought it was a funny joke because it was me and another big fat guy and no one thought it was funny and i'm gonna stick with that and malay's uh baby doll fox all right spice did you you halt the clock for that no i didn't spice what did you think of that christian the pom-pom balls, the craftiness of it all. Um, I mean, it, it's not really a bodysuit, but she just glued a bunch of shit on a two-piece outfit. Yeah, that's it's a better a way of saying it. Too yeah. safe, yeah. She looked but good, did, though, but safe. But what's more egregious is this is something she brought. They didn't make this. Yeah, exactly. It's too DIY. Kind of like Lucy's, <clears throat> which mm-hmm. we're moving on to soon. All right, next we have uh, Selena S. Atiti's. Why don't you tell us about this one, a Christian Ochoa? She says she's giving us a palm tree fantasy. This is from the Moneyball. Um, girl, she tried so hard and the details were fun, but um, no, the girl, this you don't look good. I love her makeup and her hair, but yeah, it's not a good look. Why would you want to look like this? Robert? As you can see all around me, I love palm trees. I was waiting for a palm tree look at some point. I thought that it was a strange choice to equate money to palm trees. Doesn't make a lot of sense. She's giving us the EBT sticker on top, which Selena wants to remind us yet again that she's a fake girl from the hood. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand Mm -hmm. the wig. Unless she wants to do the frayed middle of palm trees that happens, I don't think she wanted to do that. Um, But I think she could have made this look better if she had made the palm fronds much larger and emphasized her shoulders i don't know that that would have made the proportions completely off but at least we would have gotten palm tree from it instead of uh whatever mess we're seeing now all right very good next we have a lucy a laduca christian ochoa why don't you tell us about this one girl what the fuck was this it is an off the shoulder <laughs> white circle skirt short uh long sleeve dress with a white corset over it with blue laces and she used dog shit bags for her flower crown and her um skirt barely and i agree with them it should have been covered in that um no girl no 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 um this was a midsummer interpretation of Gigi good's 
incorrectly winning ball look from yep. the ball ball. And secondly, who the fuck liked the bag ball at all? Nonetheless, for us to have like three recreations of that. No mm-hmm. one wants to remember anything from season 13. Nonetheless, that raggedy ass ball. Honestly, I wish someone were to reference uh, Lala Ree's bag ball It would have been fun. Oh, it would have been, been more fun. fun. Yeah. Give us a shit ton of little shopping bags and like make a gown. Like this is what she should have done kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that no, this good. was... This was in it. That would have been a good idea, Christian. All right. Next, we have Lux Noir London. Why don't you go and take us off with this, uh, Robert? Uh, she said it was heavily inspired by a Mugler piece, and I looked it up, and it's not heavily inspired. It's a direct replica. Yeah, and it is. On top yeah. of that, uh, Naomi Smalls already wore it for the Vegas mm. review. So oh, really? All these... Like, there are bajillions and jillions of looks. How are so many drag queens going to come upon the same thing and then just recreate? And I have uh, heard, well, they always reference Terry Mugler, and that's also they why. They do. It's, and I'm so glad they don't do that lobster look anymore because it always looked bad. But there's a difference. Like, I think Robert's making a great point about there being a difference when it's like Detox or Violet doing it, right? Which they either really honor and respect the look or they like make it their own and these everybody else is just kind of replicating and it's getting very tired especially since Lux has I mean I think she this was one of the better looks but I agree if I was going to chastise Spice for just replicating Britney Spears last week this week I should give this bitch the same treatment even though she looks incredible um yeah and Naomi Smalls actually she Lux has come out and said like oh I'm very heavily inspired by her Naomi Smalls is like I could tell by the nose contour um but now Robert has cleared it up that Naomi's already worn this that makes me like it even less um because I just think Lux has it in her and I hope that with age she can cultivate her own identity and point of view all right next we have a Sasha Colby my favorite look Describe it for us, Christian. Yeah, I've been Christian. begging for a Kush reference. Did I not foresee this? And I had no idea that Colby Kush was going to strut down the runway. You guys, the fact that she put a red light bulb in the blunt fascinator and it lit up so she could let them know, bitch, I'm lit. And I said, this is why she won. Like, okay, so she's giving us this little ganja bob with a green chartreuse bob. Um, I like that she's... Uh, She's very smart with color theory. Her eyeshadow is pink, which pink and magenta are opposite on the color wheel from greens. So that's uh-huh. really smart. And then she has this glittery weed leaf corset with a fucking baggie of weed as a skirt. This is how you drag it up because she look at the proportions. It's a humongous blunt. They're huge weed leaves and the baggy. It's not the actual size of like weed nugs. She made them big and clearly exaggerated the proportions of everything. This was fun. It's camp and it is a different side that we haven't seen of her. So I loved it. Robert, you have 12 seconds. We have and I want to smoke some Colby Kush with Robert. Let's get some. I loved it. I love the smoke effect and the light bulb. It was my favorite part. All right. Once again, Anitra, we're, we're like Anitra's mom. Girl. Week another fucking half skirt, and I'm gonna give my time to Robert for this. Talk about well, it. I just there's no I time. was happy that she did an old ball. I just don't understand why she did those little shit swirls from Digimon as on top of her teta. <laughs> that ain't candy. That's shit. 
But um, the tiny pony also made no sense to me unless it was supposed to look like a Sour Patch straw, in which case work. But I didn't get sweet from this. This really let me down. The gum drops on this, the half skirt silhouette shit again. Like, I'm so tired of it on her. With a basic bodysuit, because I'm not seeing leotard anymore around you guys. Anyways. Well, now you said it correctly. I was disappointed. Mm. All right. Very good. Now we're going to go over to the crystal ball. That's not an easy one to remember. Uh, let's go over there. We're going to reset the timer. Um, all right. Here we go. Where was the crystal water? She's homeless reference. Or the pure love <laughs> reference. I saw her performing live last year and she was amazing. Anyways. All right. Next. First we have Mistress. Oh, let me start the timer all over again. <laughs> All right, Mistress Isabel Brooks. Start with you, Christian. Mistress Isabel Brooks is wearing a floor-length gown. I appreciate it a lot more because this is how you do simple in a clean way. Um, she was very strategic with her placement of the crystals on her bust line and them dripping off her shoulder and on the hemline, which makes me like this more. Um, she kind of looks like Paquita del Barrio if she dyed her hair black a little bit. Like, does she not give Paquita del Barrio? Who's I that? see the Latina in her. Bitch, you don't know who Paquita del Barrio is? Rata de dos patas, te estoy hablando a ti. I'm a Yonosabo yo no viejo. Oh, God. You could still be a Yonosabo kid and know, like, fucking pop icons she's the homophobic one that they were like oh don't you feel special because all these drag queens like perform your songs and lip sync to your songs and she's like no i don't like faggots like basically it's what she said oh so she's Shania twain <laughs> oh! i don't oh, even think Paquita would go on as a guest judge though so that, that was so funny what the shania twain moment oh yeah because i don't even know she knew what show she was Girl, on. she was scared She's you, did you guys gave, listen gave to her, her What's the Tea interview, though? Her What's the Tea interview while she was recording that episode. Uh-huh. She was cool as fuck. But then, yeah, I guess they did it before she got on the show. Well, hold on for a second, because now that you made this reference, I got to I gotta stop everything now. I found Paquita. Uh, I found her. Uh, make a reference to find her right here. So you're saying that she's giving this. If she, like, aged, uh-huh, with dark hair. This isn't... I- classic paquita but paquita usually wears a white gown and it's all swarskied out or something or sequin and it's um yeah i swear this is every one of my grandma's friends at the club at the latin (laughs) club in in montebello that meets a quiet cannon wait is it um what's it called florentine gardens no the the golf course in montebello uh Quiet Cannon, they meet Oh, the one that you told me about when I was driving past it, and you're like, that place used to be it. Oh, yeah. As the Sergeant of Arms, we need to get back to topic. All right, very good. Sergeant at Arms. Six and a half minutes left. Are we done with Mistress Isabel Brooks? Yes. Well, I wanted to say that it was beautiful, but at the end of the runway, she did what a lot of big girls like to do, which is just open their mouth and pretend to laugh. Like, Darian Lake loved to do it. Eureka loved to do it. Bag of Chips loved to do it. Nina West loved to do it. I don't understand why that's a thing. They're always laughing. It's just, it's a, it's a quiet laugh. It, it's like they, they're like, they do a jolly thing. It's a strange thing. It's, it's weird. All right, next we have Spice, Christian. No, no, Robert, tell us about Spice. Uh, Keeping it short, she did exactly what Carson told her not to do, which was grab a disco ball and walk out on that stage, and I live. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
so true. This bitch gave no flying fucks. Um, her hair, love it. Um, but yeah, it's like a disco ball corset top, which is cool. It's very similar to what she did in the first design challenge. And she did give us, but honestly, you guys, I I actually liked it. It's very current. I can actually see this these pieces in stores. It's a lace-up detail on the skirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, these fabrics are in style. I actually thought this was safe. I didn't think it deserved to be in the bottom, to be honest. All right. Next, we have Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Christian, tell us about this look. I liked when she said, um, I have this brooch on my vaginta. I thought that was cute. A vaginta. Never heard that before. Um, safe. Thigh Robert? high. Oh. Stockings um. and <clears throat> matching, like, little whatever. Yeah, she's like a fern gully fairy crossed with one of those sky dancer toys from the 90s that you, like, spin and then it flies away. Um, I thought it was a perfectly safe look. I just didn't understand why she said that she looked like an old-timey stripper. Like, it's yeah. this thing that, like, desperate, desperate gays do and they want to seem interesting. They're like, I'm a, I'm a street worker. I'm a stripper. I'm a prostitute. And it's like, none of this is that. Not I even Moulin Rouge. Like, not even. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's far too covered up. But, hey. All right, next. We have Malaysia yeah. Baby Doll. Malaysia Baby Doll Fox. Best joke of the day. <laughs> Vivian Penay. Yeah, let's just start with uh, that, Robert. Uh, it's it's a standard Malaysia look. It looks clean, a clean white gown with a belt strapped around the middle. Very beautiful, but nondescript again. Christian? Yeah, I agree. I mean, but the girl always looks polished and put together, which is, you know. But, yeah, it looks a lot like all the drag she's already worn on the runway. Um, boring. All right. Next, we have Selena Estites. Uh, Christian, give us your thoughts on this. Um, pink satin, uh, heart-shaped neckline, strapless, thigh-high slit gown um, with this, like, canary yellow crystal embellishment in this intricate chevron pattern. Um, I didn't think it was terrible. Obviously, there's a lot of fit issues. Maybe if she would have just focused on the satin gown and then just gave us the embellishment as trimming on the neckline and maybe on the sides for seams and on the hemline. I think that would have been more effective use of her time. All right. Very good. Roberto Mata. I thought it was so nasty how the producers, Selena says, I'm feeling very pretty. And the producers do a close up of her face in a really twisted proportion with like crustables viewing. It was just such, it was just so mean spirited. Um, I, I did not love this look. I saw why she's in the bottom. Bad proportions, basically, which is um, her thing all the time. Actually, I think the proportions are fine. It's more just the execution of the look was bad. Well, I should say the dress isn't tight where it needs to be tight right. to emphasize the portions. The fit issues, yeah. Yeah. All right, very good. Next, we have Lucy LaDuca. You want to start here, uh, Robert Mata? I just love that you, Lucy used this look to talk about how she was in the bottom three in episode one yet again. Um, and Like I said, a redux of Trixie's back into season seven look where she did a dejected prop mm-hmm. sister. So mm-hmm. there she is. There's Lucy. All right, Christian. 
That's a good point. And she had a really good fabric choice. And I am disappointed in what she was able to execute with it. I thought Carson's critique was 100% spot on. And you guys, why the fuck do we always always gotta do the fucking most i'm runner up you know i lost i have to give it a character all the fucking time no bitch just wear a nice dress strut your shit it's a fucking ball challenge not an acting challenge it gets very frustrating you're not selling shit girl you're just selling yourself short as a loser no well malaysia did just the opposite of that or rather she did exactly what you said just one time ago and we just read her for it so what's the true tea but malaysia's outfit wasn't it all right well i guess we don't have time all right all right very good we very good we have lux noir london we have just over a minute left uh go ahead robert I thought this was gorgeous. I couldn't believe she constructed this in a workroom. I respect that she couldn't walk in it. Uh, it reminded me of Chi-Chi's book ball look, uh, which was in Naomi. They both did a similar sort of explosive type of um, construction. I, I loved it. She must have been pissed she wasn't in the top. All right, Christian. See, if you're going to give it some type of a character, at least this made more sense and it wasn't trying so desperate, you know? Um, I loved it. She looks like a Swarovski ornament. It was, at first I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I was like, oh no, the details are there. She looks right. Um, I feel like if her first look wasn't so basic, she could have been in the top. All right, Sasha Colby, we have 15 seconds left. Christian? I didn't agree that this should have won. Robert? I liked it, but she must have been so pissed hearing that voiceover when she said that she wanted to seem like the Queen of Hawaii, and then Michelle makes a really tired joke about owning 51% of some tree. Like, so disrespectful. <laughs> like, it, it called me back to when Yara Sofia wore a traditional Puerto Rican gown, and Michelle Visage is like, that looks like a Snuggie. Like, Do you girls gets- think that she should have won for this? Mm, I can see why she did. I don't have any other winner in mind. Girl, Anitra's gown. It was a very good ball overall, construction challenge overall. So Anitra, I actually took two pictures. Here's the rear of it, and here's the front. Anitra's wearing a trumpet gown, long sleeve, plunging neckline with these, like, glass-looking, clearly plastic, like, icicle shards. And she's giving it to us almost like a spinal column in the back and the detail going down the sleeves. It's exactly what RuPaul said, that savage beauty that we love McQueen for. But it also reminded me of D squared when they were doing all the heels and the pieces with the dinosaur fossil like bones. Um, This was sick. I can't believe she made this there. It looks better than all the things she brought with her. Um, And she should have won for the design, but she was very weak and fell short in the other categories. So I can also see why Sasha won. And I want Sasha to win the competition, but I also didn't think this was her best work. So, but wow, Anitra looks amazing. Robert, you want to give a quick thought here? Uh, it reminded me when Aura Mayari showed off her acting skills by revealing a black glittery back. But I liked it. I just wasn't sure about the wig choice here. All right. Very good. What, what do you think she should have done instead? That's what I was trying to think of. Um, I don't know. So it's a it's a stupid, empty critique because I don't know what... I think the color of the auburn orange is just I off think it's with the, the color. Peach. Yeah, I agree. 
All right. Very good. Well, those are the looks. On the main stage, RuPaul names Sasha Colby the winner of the challenge and places Spice and Selena as titties in the bottom two, forcing them to face off in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song, That's What I Want by Lil Nas X. In the end, Selena's told Shantae you stay while Spice is asked to sashay away. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? Let's start with you, Robert Mata. I saw the preview for the next episode and saw Frankie Grande and vocally said, get the fag off the TV. I'm not watching that. (laughs) I've watched 200. There are 200 episodes of Drag Race and I've watched 199. The one that I haven't is the season 10 makeover when they brought in Tyler Oakley and Frankie Grande. Because you dated both of them. No, I said cut the cameras dead ass. I am not doing that. And I don't know if I'll be clocking in Wait, did you date Frankie Grande, Robert? I did not. I may have dated some of their exes at times, but none of that. Christian, do you know that? Yeah, that's why I said it. Oh. Not Frankie Grande, so just don't. Um, I felt... Okay, so I got some very sick, twisted pleasure out of watching the judges being complete cunts to Spice, but I felt so bad for her. They were going so in on her, telling her, the best part about your runway was watching you hold back and not trying to trot. I was like... It's clear Michelle actually does not like her and is always doing a very forced smile. Like, kind of, maybe it's this New Jersey-Long Island rivalry thing where she doesn't want to see a new Supreme Rise and she hates that that bitch and wants to steal her youth. That's a good point. It definitely reminds me of an Ursula Little Mermaid situation. Um, I felt really bad for Spice. I thought that they were being kind of rude. And Spice came out. I'm so happy She's so positive, right? Like, she was just positive the whole episode. Um, She has such a bright light to her. She's so likable. Um, And even, like, honestly, she didn't do that bad in the lip sync. What did you guys think? Oh, my God. It was horrible. I mean, it was was a bad lip sync in general. But I'm saying between her and Selena, it wasn't like Selena won by a landslide. But I'm also saying the song choice was really bad. They were both awful i don't know the choice selena was making it's a very interesting thing for spice to sort of turn her nose up at the show in a small way by exiting by saying well i don't know how to lip sync which is a a strangely kind of bratty in a less cunty way like you should at least know how to lip sync of all things well just a couple of things i don't know if you've seen this robert i know robert goes on the reddits is Spice is already sort of changing the narrative a little bit, and she's claiming that there was like pr- producer interference, going with like that kind of conspiracy theory that it was stacked up against her. Um, she's also said that she heard from, um, or she heard at least that Michelle was talking shit about her the whole and, and Sugar the whole time during the to her makeup artist. I believe and, that. Yeah, um, but then was also saying that you know her lip sync was great, and she thought her looks were safe enough to be safe. And so they just clearly wanted her to go home. What do you guys feel about that? Do you guys feel that's real? I do. I would hope that Michelle has better things to do than talk shit about the contestants on the show that makes her name recognizable. Like, talk, I don't know, talk, talk, tell us about your daughter's depression again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing, the thing is, is that like, there were some people who were coming from Michelle for like, not liking, they were like, who is she to judge? I'm like, she's literally a judge on this show my only thing is just say it on the fucking show say it on the show why you say it on the show and be real i completely agree with you 
I did notice Michelle said that we, she said when we do drag this yeah. episode. Yeah. Oh, I noticed that too. I was like, she goes, we have a resting bitch face when we do drag. I was like, girl. Oh, and then she said, you look like the Deathly Hallows. What fucking sense does that make? The Deathly that... Hallows are a rock, a wand, and a cloak. You can't look like a rock, a wand, and a cloak. Stupid. Don't, if you ever want to get Robert worked up, is make a mistake about the Harry Potter. Nerd this bitch on Harry Potter. I thought she anything. meant like the Headless Horseman. What? Like the At guy. The 16th chapel? Oh, um, Ichabod I Crane? thought that's what she was talking about. I don't think so. But that even then, that didn't make sense because I was like, I thought he didn't have a face. No, but also that's Sleepy Hollow where the um, that's Sleepy mm. Hollow. That's what it was. Yeah. No, yeah. she said Deathly Hallows. Makes no. She did say sense. Deathly Hallows. She did. Say it's Deathly like it's Hallows. like it's like saying Joe today. You you look like a lightsaber. What the fuck did you just call me? <laughs> a lightsaber head ass bitch. Anyway, any other final thoughts on the episode? Well, just that um, it, I will miss spices. Just having fun. I think that as somewhat elder gays, like people talk all the time about wanting to like be gay activists and pave the way for younger generations to hopefully not have to go through all the horrible shit that everyone has to go through growing up. And it seems like Spice is the example of someone who's benefited from that. But now people want to turn the narrative around and say, well, why aren't you trying harder to be a I don't know, a better example of the community. Why, aren't, why don't you have more trauma? Why aren't you like the rest of us? And I, I feel like that's a bit sad. And I know, but we were able to see that the twins had trauma, but their personality doesn't have to revolve around their fucking trauma, you know? And I agree with you, Robert. Well, look, the other, I think I get what Robert is saying, but what I feel about, I can't say, I, I can't speak about Sugar because she left too soon, but with Spice, you know, RuPaul's big thing, especially when you listen to that stupid podcast, um, was that why can't you just have fun and why you take, don't take life so seriously? Yes. And I feel that mm-hmm. Spice had a very appropriate approach to the show where yep. this is a contest, this is a competition. I'm having She's there fun. to have fun. I'm here mm-hmm. to have fun. And it's not that big of a deal. It's just drag, you know? And she wasn't good at it, you know? No. Well, look, you know, I'll say the same thing about her that I said about Trixie Mattel. I'll be honest with you. I think Trixie Mattel is a good drag queen. Obviously, I, she's the, one of the most successful. But I think she's very bad at the competition. There are some oh, people who... Yeah. There are some people who are really good at their form of drag, but they're really bad at this competition. And I think that's Sugar and Spice. They have a little niche in their TikTok world, you know, and they're good at that. But they, they're just not good at this competition. You Trixie's know? also a really bad DJ. I just oh, really yes. wanted to make that clear. That She's was horrible. Awful. We went to one of her uh, Halloween parties and she was a feature DJ and uh, there was no dancing. And it I was want... two hours. It was okay, a two hour set. Trixie fans, you guys, you have to learn as um, baby Try drag race podcasters. That um, there are certain queens that if you talk about them, people I am a Trixie fan, and she needs to know that that was a horrible set, especially because I heard her on a podcast talk about how hard she went and she prepared so much and how it was one of her best sets. And I was like, that's your best. Okay. You're very lucky that I have so much mediocrity at its finest. She was going to put on Mumford and Sons. You're very lucky that I have experience in this realm. I've already set up a hate email channel. If, if Robert and Christian offended you, 
you need to email our hate email line at the best of today at gmail.com. That's where you can be as nasty and horrible, say horrible things about them. That is the email address we have for that. The best of today at gmail.com. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 15. So, for Roberto Mata, Stan- Roberto Stanford Mata, and Christian Ochoa, and myself, uh, you know, Nathan's not here, sashay away. I, you know what? I don't like to sashay away until next week. Sashay away. Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. This podcast was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Nathan Brown has two other podcasts. The first is Breaking Down Bad Books, and the other is Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. You can find those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Nathan Brown on Instagram at NathanBrown90. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram at Joe Batance. Special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. Alex S. Anonymous. April Pacheco. Astute Girl. Brad Coley. Carter McKinnon. Corinna Williamson. Deck Head. Doofus Maximus. E. Smith. Elizabeth Timmer. Emma. Humble Pie. J. Thomas Plank. Jesse Harris. Lauren Eckert. Lucy Carrasco. Luke Stamen. Mike Yeager. Nicholas Springham. Nikki Baker. Poppy Woods. Ricardo Herrera. Robert NYC. Sarah Yu. Robin Egenberger. Tom Bombs. Travi Cosmos, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash drag race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash drag race.